Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. He says, how do you afford this car? And I was gonna tell him it's an Uber program. You know, that's what they do to give you Teslas to drive for people to have comfort. He says, cuz I know you can't afford this from anything else. You got drugs? Do you have drugs on you? I said, drugs? Why would I have drugs on me and I'm driving? He says, cuz, you know, if you were black, you have drugs on you, you know? And that's the only way you can afford this car. He's like, pull over right now before I kill you. So I said, okay, I got you. I got you, brother. I'm gonna pull over right here. But I kept going. If I get on top of that ramp, I know everybody gonna see me. And I know somebody's gonna call 911 for me. So I went up there and I stopped up there, sir. On I-94 East. And I stopped up there at that ramp. And I got out and I told the car behind me, I said, I'm an Uber driver, I'm a woman. And this man just assaulted me, he racial profiled me, he just threatened my life. And I'm not driving an inch further without him getting out and please call police. And he started pouring this green, sticky, slimy stuff all in the backseat. He walked up to me and he kept saying, come here, come here. He kept doing like that and I was walking back. I looked back and said, y'all not gonna help me? Like that's what I was screaming, I was saying that. And he stepped on my foot and reached for my face and I just started wailing. I just started wailing, no more being nice. I already begged it for my life. And the other man out of his Ram truck came and strangled me. He choked me and I put my hands up just like this, just like this. And he kept strangling, he said, shut up. But he said, shut the F up. And I got to MSP and gave them my report. I showed them a picture of this man, the man that strangled me when I was begging for help. And they started to freak out. They told me to never come back to the police station or else. We have an update. Ms. Desiree Keys, singer, songwriter, celebrity ghostwriter, is back on Indisputable. Desiree, thank you for joining us again. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. Doing, doing well. Let's talk about the update. Has there been an exhaustive investigation? Has an arrest been made? What is the prosecutor saying about what happened that night and you being a victim of two individuals? So since the incident, since the show, um, I have been to therapy for two and a half months, mental and physical therapy. Um, I talked to civil rights, EEOC, and now I do have them fighting for my case um, for two separate you know, situations for um, Uber and Hertz for written out the car to me for not having the cameras, I guess, working that day. But um, I have a prosecutor finally call me after six months. Um, she asked me why wasn't my evidence in. Now, all my evidence should have been in with police officer uh, Carpenter Chadwick. But um, she said nothing was shown but uh, the guy's face. He, she said it was a scratch above his eye. Um, and just a, a picture of my hand being swollen, nothing else, nothing else. So. Right now, it's still open. No arrests have been made. Um, I did order my FOIA papers, and I figured out a couple names of the, the two gentlemen. And so far, they're just flipping the story and pretending like they don't know what's going on. Let me read a statement we received at Indisputable from Uber. The Uber mm -hmm. spokesperson says, and I quote, 
Violence and discrimination have no place on the Uber platform. And we take reports of this nature very seriously. When this was first reported to us, we began to investigate. <clears throat> we have been in touch with Ms. Keys. We have dedicated public safety, we have a dedicated public safety team who works with law enforcement on investigations, and they are standing ready to assist in their investigation. Now, let me first ask you about the truth of that statement. Is Uber telling the absolute truth? No. I have not been in contact with them since um, three or four days after the incident of December 17th. Um, once my post went viral on TikTok and everybody started to share it, they publicly came on my page, which I have screenshots of that, where they finally came through after firing me, after terminating my whole account. Um, they came on there and said on Instagram, hey, we're going to investigate this and we don't, you know, we don't condone and none of that behavior and we're going to see what's going on in your, you know, favor because, you know, I was terminated. So a couple of days after that, um, they hit me up on the email and said, hey, we want to give you a job back. And I'm like, well, what happened with the guy that was in my backseat? And it was like, oh, you know, just get law enforcement to get it. But we do believe that you were assaulted. So we're going to give you a job back. And I'm like, well, I don't want it back. I don't feel safe. So. They never contacted me after that since December, since December. I'm gonna ask my producer to put that statement back up again from Uber. Because there's something in this statement that I think was intentionally placed. That last sentence that says, and they are on standby to insist, to assist in their investigation. So they're talking about Uber's team. They have a team that works with law enforcement. And they're saying that their team, is on standby, ready to assist in their investigation. That tells me that no officer has engaged that team. If they're saying they're on standby, willing to be ready to help. That says it has not happened. When did this incident occur, Ms. Keys? It happened December 17th. December 17th. We are now six months, damn near seven, into the new year, until the next year, okay? Still, according to me reading the tea leaves in this particular statement we received today from Uber, the police, or at least the investigative authority, they have not contacted the Uber team responsible for investigating matters like this. So you have that failure. That is a potential dynamic. You also have the failure of the scene. If you could remind people of what happened beyond the physical altercation where you had to defend yourself. When the police arrived, what happened at that point at the scene? When the police arrived, um, I flagged them down because I didn't know what street I was on, but I was on the next street from off the freeway. Um, they, DPD had got flagged down for me and I told them exactly where I was on the bridge. And when they went up there, they said no one was up there. They um, haven't heard anybody call or um, put in the incident report of any Uber driver getting attacked or any Uber passenger being assaulted anywhere. So um, basically, Carpenter Chadwick, after you know the investigation was starting to grow a month later, he told me that the actual man in my back seat put in the same police report at MSP post where they told me to get out. And they wasn't even open at that time. Like I didn't even know they were open at that time. I just called 911. Wow. There are witnesses who corroborate your version of events. Yes. Was 
the witness in particular, one I'm aware of, where they contact, are they on record? Yes, they are on record after your show, after the first time you put me on the bulletin, they actually reached out to Amir and they got her statement, but they didn't take her footage. They didn't take her footage. Uh, the prosecutor said none of that footage is actually inside of the evidence. That kind of whatever. So the prosecutor gets in touch with you. Prosecutor says, "Hey, where's your evidence? Because we have evidence that basically says you may have been the aggressor. Because they have evidence of um, your hand and a cut on the other guy's eye when you were defending yourself, but they don't have the evidence." That was presented to the police. They don't have the video evidence that basically everybody has, right? Including me. Uh, they don't have that evidence. So that means that in the chain of custody, the investigator did not relay that evidence to the DA's office. Is that what likely happened here? Is that what the DA is saying? Uh, that's definitely what she's saying. She um, says she doesn't even realize how that even didn't get inside of the evidence if I was the first person who reported this incident in the first place. What is the DA going to do? Because a prosecutor is not powerless in this moment. They have the right of remedy to mandate evidence be handled properly through the chain of custody. So what is the DA saying she's going to do now that the evidence has not shown up? She told me that she, um, the prosecutor told me that she will call me back the very next day, which was supposed to be June 13th. To let me know, um, they were supposed to have a meeting about this. You're breaking up. I think I understand the sentiment. I definitely understand the sentiment of what you're saying. So the DA is saying she's going to call you back. She did not call you back that next day, however. Is that correct? Okay, we still have a technical issue. One of us was it was safe, but I was definitely the victim. So she just told me to talk to the warrant department. Wow. All right. So here's what we're going to do we will grant the DA one week, one week to either A, obtain this information, get the evidence, or B, make a big deal that you don't have it and that you need it. Because this woman was a victim of a crime. One of those two things need to happen within seven days. If that does not happen, I will happily report on everything that I have in my file about the case, including the names of everyone involved, including the prosecutor, some other stuff. My main goal is to make sure this woman receives the justice she deserves, period. That is the goal. So Madam DA, Madam ADA, if you were authentic about making sure this evidence comes to you, here's your opportunity to do so. This is your grace period, you got seven days. Uh, anything you wanna say before parting, uh, Desiree? Um, I just, I'm not here to point fingers or anything like that. I just want to be treated as a fair person. You know, as a person, it ain't even about color at this point anymore. It's just the fact of just get it done. If that's your job, then get it done because you don't want people of you know of of a family that loves. Like I have brothers, you know, and I would never call a family member to handle something so detrimental. I called the police and I expected them to do their job, 
and take it seriously and to try to shove this under the rug, it just hurts my heart a little a lot more now because it's just prolonging the time for me to be myself. Like I'm a content creator, but I hate staying at home. I don't yeah. like to go outside. There's a lot of things that's been going on. I'm not, I won't mention it here, but I did give you guys my medical records. But I'm trying to get back to myself. I just yeah. want to be treated fairly, that's all. I know, and I know uh, for creatives, uh, when things like this are inside of your soul, it's difficult to be the creative soul that you are. Um, so we would like a full adjudication and justice. We want it to be quick. All right, Desiree, thank you. We'll provide an update in a few days. We appreciate your continued leadership. Keep pushing the agenda, okay? Thank you so much, Dr. Richie.